Hey Shepherd, we are in our last week of our sermon series, Here We Grow, and we are talking about transformation through this whole series. We're talking about what it means to go through the necessary change to become more like who God calls us to be, more like who God designed us to be. And so when he finds us in life, we often are imperfect, we're broken, we're self-centered, we're seeking our own interests. But as we become more and more accustomed and attuned to God's voice, we realize he is calling us into a different life. He's calling us to live changed. That can be uncomfortable, that can be challenging, but that's what it's all about. So today we're going to be touching on a subject that is close to probably all of us, something that's a priority for many of us. And it's a wise thing for this item to be a priority for us. It is one of the ways in which God provides for his children, provides for people all over the world, the people that know him, the people that don't, world economies rest on this one item, and that is the topic of money. But it's not really money that Jesus is talking about in our story for today from Luke. It's really the attitude toward money. So we're going to hear from this story about uh, two brothers that are fighting over an inheritance. And then Jesus gives an example through the story of another person. He tells a parable, a teaching story to help orient our minds and our hearts toward God in a better way, rather than strictly about how much money we might accumulate for ourselves. Listen to this story from Luke chapter 12. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? And then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods, and I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So let's just set the scene a little bit. Two brothers fighting over an inheritance and one of them saying, you know, at that time, uh, one of them saying, tell this brother of mine to divide the inheritance with me. Remember at that time, one child, the, the oldest son, the first son would receive the inheritance and the other siblings would be left to kind of fend for themselves. So this younger brother wants his half of the inheritance. He wants God to take a little bit more of Jesus to, to take on a, a 21st century approach to inheritance where things are divided evenly. But Jesus says, that's not my place to get into the middle of your family affair. Instead, it sounds like maybe you've got an attitude issue toward money, toward finances. And he says to those listening, guard yourselves against any kind of greed. Now, maybe you've noticed by now, I'm on vacation right now. I'm down in Mexico and I'm at one of those resorts where uh, there's all kinds of people and all kinds of different levels of your vacation experience. Now, even when you're on vacation, there can be this temptation to look at the other experience people are having. Maybe they have exclusive access to different areas of the resort. Maybe their room is bigger or in a better spot. Maybe they're able to go on these excursions that you want to go on, but it wasn't part of your itinerary. And all of a sudden you find yourself uh, totally distracted by the, the vacation lifestyle that other people are having. And you might even throw a prayer toward God like, wouldn't it be nice, God, if, if you know your, your faithful child, your faithful servant, John, got to experience something like that? But Jesus would hear you say that and would say, there sounds like there might be a heart issue happening there. Because even when you're experiencing this great moment of relief, this rest, you're concerned about how much more you could be experiencing, how much more you might accumulate for yourself, what else you could be doing 
besides simply enjoying the gifts that God has given you. All of us feel a certain type of way about money. All of us feel concerned and, and distracted maybe by how much we can accumulate for ourselves. Will there be enough for, uh, for, for the vacation I'm saving up for? Will there be enough for me to buy a house someday? Will I be able to afford a car that won't break down on me? Some of our needs are even more uh, basic than that. Do I have enough for food for the next week? Am I able to pay my electric bill when the AC is being run 24 seven in the summer heat? Am I gonna have enough to send my kids to school? And Jesus would hear those concerns too. Maybe humorously about vacation differences and then a little bit more serious about whether we can have the things that we want, but then extremely seriously these needs we have in life toward the basics, food, shelter, education. And Jesus says, listen, you can store up these things for yourself and it's gonna help you have this earthly life, but ultimately it's meaningless if you don't have a right relationship with God. It starts there. And then as you, as you walk with God, as you live with God, as you're shaped by your relationship with Him, being rich toward Him, then the way that you approach these other areas of finances, the other areas of possessions, these other areas where greed tends to sneak in, that's when you'll be approaching them more rightly. So what does it mean to be rich toward God? Well, if you think about the story again, the two brothers were fighting over inheritance. And then there was this rich example, this, this man, this farmer who had so many crops, he didn't have space for them, so he built bigger and bigger barns. And then finally he rested and said, you've done so well for yourself. You're so great. You've got it all together. And God says, tonight's the night. You're coming home. What are you going to do with all your stuff? Jesus is pointing out sort of the absurd reality that the things we accumulate in this life are virtually meaningless if they're just there to say that we have them. He's saying that it's much better to have a right relationship with God. And how does one get this right relationship with God? How do we embrace God and listen to his voice in a constructive way? Well, one of the ways, one of the most consistent and healthy ways that we can do that is through practicing generosity. The man in the story, Jesus' example in the parable, his mistake was he collected everything for himself. But God is calling us into this generous mindset where we're willing to give the things that we have away toward others. I'm not just talking about giving your money to the church or asking you for more donations or more offerings. I'm saying that if our attitude towards our things is not one that's willing to share them and give them up for others, they are going to get in the way of us in our relationship with God. But if we embrace that relationship with God, if we understand that we are created by Him, that everything we have in life is from Him, then the things in this life no longer become distractions, but can be blessings that we can enjoy and share with others. Let's embrace that life of generosity. Let's think about how the things that I have, the places that I am, the car that I drive, the food that I eat, how might each of those things not only be a blessing for me, but be a blessing toward others. And in such a way might I be shaped and practiced into a person who has a rich relationship with God, not a distracting and sinful relationship with my stuff. Let's think about generosity this week ahead and let's ask that God would open our eyes up to the ways in which we might share our generous gifts toward others in a generous way. And in that mindset, be shaped to be more like Him. Have a great week. Amen.